From the beautiful city of West Hollywood, we bring you Film Forward, the official podcast of the Los Angeles Diversity Film Festival. All right, Nicholas Ibarra here, your host for Film Forward. Another installment of our series that highlights the films of Ladies' Night, a special pop-up screening that will be held on May 18th at the West Hollywood City Council Chambers. Our guest for this episode is Sarah Karimupour, writer-director of the film Hasti June. Sarah, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Tell us about Hasti June. So Hasti June is about um, an 11-year-old girl, a coming-of-age story about her um, and her life and how she navigates through her Persian culture moving to the United States um, in the 70s. And so she's just trying to tear away from her overbearing uh, Persian parents. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they don't want to let her go, but she is a much she's – a, she's a tomboy and she wants to, you know, break free from that. So uh, it's just about her trying to find her voice and uh, living her life. Did the inspiration from this film come from some personal experience? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the inspiration for this film came out of um, my cousin, whose name is Hasty. And uh, she was, I think she was like nine at the time. And um, we were in her parents' home or whatever. Some conversation came up and... Uh, you know, my hair was super short at the time, and, and she was like, you know, I want to cut my hair short, and I want to have it like Sarah. And, you know, a family member told her, you know, uh, you can't cut your hair short because then you'd look like a boy. You know, only boys cut their hair short. And um, I remembered that, and I was like, you know, that's not that's not cool, man. Um, so it spun off with her in my mind. Um, but it kind of turned into uh, me growing up and um, – you know, the parents are based off of every Persian adult I've ever met in my 25 years of existence. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, uh, my parents are, are great people, um, but, you know, it's definitely some of some of them in there. Um, but, yeah, you know, that's that's where it came from. And and it kind of turned into like basically like all of my experiences. Right. As like growing up, just everything I've heard in my life, you know, I called my mom a couple times. I was like, what would you say to me, you know, when I messed up royally? And she'd be like, you know, I'd say this, this and this. I'm like, yeah, you're right. You would say that. Um, so just just stuff like that. So you really have a lot of people to thank for this movie. You know, I would like to thank everyone I've met. <laughs> every Persian you've ever met Every in Persian person <laughs> I've ever met. Every Persian person, you know. Uh, in Iran and in the States. Has, you. has your cousin seen this film? Does she know that she's, like, famous now? <laughs> um, I, you know, I think she's seen it. Uh, I'm not too sure. Uh, Internet's weird over there. Uh, so I think I think she has. We'll see. I haven't really talked to her about it because it's a little weird. I'd be like, Hasi, did you see the film I made kind of about you? And her would <laughs> be like, no. I mean, I feel really strange about that. You know, so I just kind of not said anything. But her mom liked it, so. There you go. <laughs> That's good for me. <laughs> right. A couple of the films in this block touch on this, as does yours, is cultural um, identity, you know, living in America and kind of being like balancing in between two cultures. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that as a theme in the film, but also like growing up in the States? Yeah. So, um, you know, I was born in South Carolina, Charleston, South Carolina, and um, we were the only brown family for miles uh, at the time in the night in the early 90s. And um you know, I'd go to school and I'd be the only girl with black hair and a sea of blonde pigtails. And I never, like, 
really understood, like, I never knew that I craved representation on screen because, you know, I wouldn't see that many people that looked like me on television or film. Um, So when I grew up as an adult and I realized, you know, what was missing in my life and Mm -hmm. I've only seen, you know, a certain type of of people and a certain type of person on screen and on television. And that's not my experience. Right. Right. So um, that that kind of that affected me a lot. going throughout this like this journey and, and putting what I know on screen. Um, so in the film, you know, it goes between English and Farsi. And uh, I hadn't seen a lot of a lot of films do something like that. Um, personally, I haven't. Um, I also don't watch that many movies, uh, you know, weird fact. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so I, uh, I just wanted to, you know, portray something that was true to me. And so I speak Farsi and English interchangeably at home. I grew up learning both languages. Uh, my mom would speak to me in Farsi growing up, my dad in English, and I just kind of learned them interchangeably. I guess you'd never know, you know, speaking to me in English, you know, that I also fluently know a different language. Um, it's funny when people meet me, they ask me like, where I was born because I am brown. And I'm like, you know, in uh, South Carolina. And they're like, no, 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 where are you from from? And I'm like... (laughs) I get that all the time too. (laughs) Like, where are you from? Like, here. And they're like, no, 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 before that, before that. And I was like, still Charleston, still here. (laughs) You're asking a different question. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I just wanted to be able to put my experiences on paper and then on screen. I'm actually more surprised that I don't hear the Southern accent. You know? I don't really hear that uh, at all. Because I think it's because I am brown. Right. Um, so I don't. <laughs> there is something genetically that would not allow it to exist. There is something inside <laughs> of me that is like, do not get that southern twang. That is not for you. Right. That's not a part of you. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with the southern twang. No, no, no. You go. Live your life. Is there a, like, term for the Farsi English? Yeah. Image? Like, because we, like, Mexicans, we have, like, Spanglish. Right. You know, when we do the interchange at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, Finglish, I believe. Finglish, okay. Finglish, Farsi, English. It's a interesting term. <laughs> We're talking Finglish. We're talking with Sarah, and we are going to be right back with more on Film Forward, talking about her film, Hosti June. If you like the music in our show, all songs are performed by the band Dub8. Check out their new EP, Ayudame, available on iTunes and Spotify. Welcome back to Film Forward. We're talking with Sarah Karimipour. We're talking about her film Hosti June. Um, and Sarah, I wanted to talk to you about uh, your fantastic young actor in this movie, uh, Raha. Talk to us about how you found this terrific young talent and what it was like working with her. Yeah, so uh, it was wonderful working with Raha. She kind of just fell into my lap. Um, you know, we were looking for... Uh, a girl who knew Farsi and English um, just like fluently. And uh, I made this film in Tallahassee, Florida. I went to FSU. So, you know, that was a little hard uh, finding another person that is uh, Iranian um, Mm -hmm. in that place. (laughs) And so we have a film database in our uh, school. And so I just kind of went on it. You know, I, I was looking through it for a while. I was a part of our casting committee so I could find actors to be in my film because I I really didn't want to stray from having 
people that were Iranian and having them speak Farsi and having them understand the culture and understand why this film is being made. Um, just to really, I did not want to stray from that. And um, I was like, I don't care, whatever, whatever I have to do to make this happen, I will do. So I, I looked, I looked and I looked and I found her um, on our, in our database and I called her to come in and she came in with her mom and she read the part and um, she was great like right off the bat I was like I want her that's the girl that's the one she's local she's wonderful Um, and you know I obviously auditioned other other girls and um, I just something about Raha I just really enjoyed I think it's she reminded me of myself when I was younger she's got a terrific eye roll yes that is just Magic. It's, <laughs> it's magic. It on is screen. her. I'd like to say it's her signature. Her <laughs> signature move. Um, so, working with her, she's such a young professional. Mm-hmm. She's absolutely amazing to work with. This was her first film wow. that she was ever in. Yeah, she did a lot of um, theater, and I started to establish a relationship with her and her um, family. You know, a little bit before the film, so that we can be comfortable on set, so she can talk to me. You know. Think of me as like a friend on set mm-hmm. around all these adults, you know, people my age and filming can be a little intimidating. Um, so we just hung out a lot and I got to know her and she's an awesome kid, good grades, good head on her shoulders. She's going to go really far. Um, she's at an art school um, for elementary school, which is like amazing. Um, good for her. Yeah, she's doing really great. Um, I went and saw a play of hers before no she kidding. was in my film. Yeah, because she was like, I have a play. You want to come see it? I was like, of course I want to come see it. She was the lead. She just memorized all these lines. And I was like, oh, a dream, a dream come true. Yeah, she's so, a pro. She's a pro. Yeah, absolutely. And um, she actually led me to find Nima, which is her um, co-star, uh, Fatimaz in the film. And their family friends... And that just kind of worked out for me. He's a non-actor, and he just kind of embodied the role as the kid. Basically, it was – I wrote it for him without even knowing him, and it was great. And um, there's a scene where he has, like, a second-place ribbon. Mm -hmm. And after that that scene, he, like, takes it off. He goes, I'm never wearing this. I'm never putting on a second-place ribbon ever again. (laughs) And I was like, why? He's like, I'm never going to be second place again in my life. And I was like – all right, sounds good. <laughs> it was it was a lot of fun working. That with character these kids. reminded me a lot of me. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, look at Yeah. Um, so she was they were really great to work with. And then the parents, incredibly difficult finding adults that are, you know, Iranian American actors. Mm-hmm. You know, if someone knows how to, an easier way to find them, please contact me after this podcast because I it was so hard. Um I did all these auditions with people. It just wasn't working. And I went on to this um, casting site and people weren't applying for these roles. And the people that were applying were not the demographic. Um, And so I had to literally just look for people just like cold out of nowhere. So I went to my mom's Facebook page. I went to her friends list (laughs) and she's friends with pretty much all Iranian people. I just typed in partially their names into this casting database and it like onto this casting website and up came uh, Cheyenne and Sanam who played the mom and dad and a bunch of other people. I just went through her casting. Like these are not her friends. These are just random people with the same name. Right. And um, that's how I found my actors. Wow. And 
just a lot of Skype calls and auditions and narrowed it down to the two of them and I feel like it worked. And they're terrific. They're awesome. They were they had really great chemistry on that's dedication to keeping the representation real. Yeah, I You have no excuse, Disney. <laughs> you have no excuse. No, find the people. Representation is serious, it is real, and it inspires a new generation of filmmakers every year. Um, for me, the lack thereof, and for other kids, you know, they want to see someone on, on screen that looks like them and who goes through their experiences. Absolutely. And I feel like that's invaluable. Absolutely. We're talking about collaborating with your talent. Um, talk to us a little bit about your collaboration with your crew, uh, specifically your um, your director of photography and your production designer, because you guys did a really great job of um, you know encapsulating the period. Yeah. Um, you sold it very well, Thank uh, you. not just with the production design and the cinematography itself, but the tone is very well defined. Thank you. Um, so. The reason it had that tone and that feel and that look in the first place is because the inspiration was supposed to come from an album cover. Um, and the album on the cover of the album was supposed to be um, Gugush, who mm-hmm. is an Iranian icon, legend, amazing uh, singer, woman, all around. And in, in that time era, she cut her hair very short. And they called it the gugushi. And so all these women were going to their salons and they were saying, you know, cut my hair. You know, these long, this long hair, Persian, you know, black hair and the, the traditional, you know, keep it long and keep it gorgeous. Right. And so they they would go and cut it short and they'd be like, give me the gugushi. And so that was kind of like the, the reason it was even set during that time period. Turns out, um, my girl Gugush is very expensive, uh, <laughs> and I could not afford that album cover, so right. that was fun. Um, <laughs> but the, you know, we just stuck with it, and um, it kind of just, just we just kept it going, and I feel like that time era was a lot of fun to to play with and to work with the the songs that were in there. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom grew up singing like the the song by Leila Furuha and um, my grandmother loves Marzia. So like it was, it was cool to have, have those songs in there. These are like big Iranian like legends and stuff. So it was really cool for me to have that, um, to be able to even put that in there. Um, Did you lean on your parents at all for like consultation? You know, cause I mean, obviously this is the, the film takes place yeah. at a time period before you were born. So yes, it did. Um, yeah, absolutely. Like, I would just call up my parents and be like, so what was it like, you know, hanging out during this time? And they would tell me. And it was it was great. I leaned on my parents a lot for this. And they helped me um, translate and a little bit um, because I speak conversational. But, you know, writing stuff down is a little difficult. Right. So they helped a lot. But with the crew, I would say um, I worked very closely with my production designer, Tony. Um, Tony was amazing to work with I mean literally everything I wanted he was down to do um so we we collaborated a lot with with this film and we're very good friends and we've worked together throughout our entire film school um career and now even now um and with my DP Rebecca we just kind of got together and I was like you know I want this feeling and she was able to put that on screen for me and it was great to work with her as well she was it was, it was amazing um, to have such like a supportive crew to be with you and to have fun and to kind of like bring this to life was a lot of 
a lot of fun. And for production, I mean, it was very production design heavy. Like a lot of that came from my parents' house. A lot of that came from Iran. I went to Iran during my uh, Christmas break, and I just went through a lot of stores that still sell 70s clothing, (laughs) thinking it's today's fashion. Right. And I just bought a lot of stuff, just buying everything I could, like, find and see and hoping it would work out for the best and... Um, we ordered a lot of stuff and we try to keep as true to the, the period as possible. Um, I was communicating with Tony while I was in Iran. It was like a whole thing. Um, but it, it, it was great. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. And my parents just kind of put all of our Persian rugs in their car and just drove to Tallahassee from North Carolina and they were super great. We're talking family. We're talking gagoosh. Uh, we're talking about Hosti June and we're going to take one more break. We'll be right back with Sarah. She's going to give us three. Hey, this is Sarah Karimipour and you can see my film Hasi June at LADFF's Ladies Night, a one night only special event. May 18th at the West Hollywood City Council Chambers. Get your tickets today at LADFF.com. All right, welcome back to Film Forward. We're talking Hosti June with Sarah Karimipour. Um, and we are about to get three suggestions from her. Three suggestions, films that may have flown under your radar. She already kind of gave us uh, a great suggestion with um, Gugush. Gugush. I'm definitely going to be listening to that on the way home. But now let's talk flicks. She is dope. You should. Um, So I would say a separation. Okay. Separation by Asghar Fahodi. He was a great inspiration to like me even going into film. Mm -hmm. Um, He made me feel things that you know. I felt things through, you know, at the time, my laptop screen that I never felt before otherwise. And so I was like, isn't it cool that you can do that? And I wanted to be able to contribute to that and do that in my work. Um, But uh, other than that, I don't watch that many movies. So I'll have to diverge from this and uh, go a little different direction and give you television shows that's cool if that's okay we'll take it (laughs) um so i will say um two would be broad city hilarious show just amazing i saw that in college and just seeing that you know i was like wait you can do that on tv (laughs) like this is cool like i can do this maybe one day um that was really great for me just to have Two women just unapologetically being themselves. Right. Um, and the third would be Nathan for you. Okay. I, I've not seen that show. Yes. It is an amazing show. <laughs> it is um, so great. I think it's so funny. It's not everyone's cup of tea, but it is so awkward and it is so funny to me. I love that. Um, and it's it's great because he is <laughs> he's helping – Business, like struggling small, struggling businesses um, to get back on their feet or whatever. And he's like, you know, I passed um, business school fi- with flying colors and he sees his report card and it's like C's and D's and F's. And so he's just like talking to all these people and giving them ridiculous suggestions um, just to how to better improve their small struggling businesses. And these are like real businesses because I looked them up. Right. Um, and it's all over like, California, like the Burbank area and everything. And it's really interesting and cool. Um, 
you know, I think it's hilarious. I think it's super funny. Throughout the entire, every season, he's looking for love and he's looking for a deeper connection with people, which I think is hilarious that they even put that in there. Um, it's just very awkward. If you like awkward comedy and if you like... I love awkward comedy. If you like to see people just do awkward, strange things, I suggest Nathan for you. Well, check it out. I'm Mr. Awkward. You will love this <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, well, Sarah, we want to thank you for joining us. We want to thank you for making your movie. Thank you. And thank you for sharing your movie with LADFF. Y'all, and by y'all I mean y'all listening, <laughs> can come check out this wonderful comedic film um, on May 18th at the West Hollywood City Council Chambers. We'll be there. Sarah will be there. Come check it out. Um, and again, Sarah, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. We'll catch you next time on Film Forward. Our recording engineer and mixer is Anselm Kennedy. The podcast is produced by Anselm, Sonia Maru, and yours truly. Thanks for joining us on Film Forward, and you'll hear us next time. <laughs>